Hello and welcome to The Router Show. I'm Jim, and I thank you for pressing play. Today, the show is quite a bit different. I might insert some music here and there. I don't know yet. I am going to address some politics today, which I almost never do. I'm not a political person, or I should say I've not been a political person in the past. But this particular election, for some reason, has acted like my enlightenment to music with Def Leppard's song, Fool. And it just, it's woken me up, or it has woken me up. Whatever. I'm also probably not going to do a whole lot of editing, so you're going to hear how I normally speak, or how I normally have trouble speaking. Anyway, I will be back here in just a couple minutes. It's The Router Show, produced and distributed by Anchor, on the Anchor app, and of course, in your app store. Be right back. Foo Fighters with Pretender on The Router Show. Let's go. Well, this is something quite different, isn't it? Me actually caring about politics and world events, state events, local country events, however. Coronavirus. I have lived through a lot of, quote, scary times in my 50 years. I've been through SARS, I've been through Y2K, I've been through you name it we've been through it right my generation for some reason seems to be plagued with crisis or in my opinion a lot of times they are disproportionately considered to be crisis as of today CDC reports just under 3,000 reported cases of coronavirus in the United States I'm not talking worldwide I'm talking specifically about the United States because that's where we are, that's where I care about, no offense to anybody else in any other countries, but I think you four understand what I mean. There are, again, under 4,000, no, I'm sorry, under 3,000, there's under 3,000 reported cases of infection by coronavirus or COVID-19. They have declared it a pandemic and rightfully so because it qualifies as a pandemic the problem is people are treating the word pandemic like it is a death sentence to the world and in fact the term pandemic has very little or nothing to do with the volume of infection it has to do with where the infection or the virus has spread to, meaning it started in China and now we have it in the US, it crossed an international border, therefore it can be classified as a pandemic. But pandemic, the word just screams danger, danger, it's a pandemic, it's a pandemic, but we have pandemics of a lot of things. We have. Uh, A pandemic does not mean 
the end of the world. It sounds like it means the end of the world, but it does not, in fact, mean the end of the world. It doesn't even mean that a particular virus or strain of a virus is that serious. It simply means that that virus or strain of a virus has crossed an international border and is spreading. But I get the sense that the world hears the word pandemic and the sky is falling. It's all over. We're dead. We're done. The fact is there's, like I said, less than 3,000 cases of coronavirus in the United States as of today as reported by the CDC. Every year there are 45 million cases of the flu. 45,000 people die every year from the flu. Coronavirus has under 3,000 cases in the United States. And I don't have the number on the number of deaths, but I know it's nowhere near 3,000. So what are we panicking about? Why are we buying all the toilet paper and all the water and why are we staying out of restaurants? And why are we staying home? And why are we worried about being paid for time off? Why, why are we worried about it? Because you still have more of a chance of catching the flu right now, which more people die from than coronavirus. Your chances of contracting the flu are horrendously more than ever contracting coronavirus. And coronavirus is not a death sentence to 99 point something percent of the U.S. population. The coronavirus will be fatal for people who already have health issues. The elderly, the sick, if they pick up the coronavirus, it's, it's likely that they may pass, which is unfortunate. But the same can be said for the flu. The flu targets the same demographic as coronavirus. So I wish that one of our leaders would step forward and tell the American people that this is nothing to panic about. But they're not. And they probably can't because as soon as they do that, they're going to be labeled a wacko and be run out of office or run out of wherever they are. The only person I know of, and I'm, I'm sure there's probably more, but doc, doc, excuse me, Dr. Drew Pensky, who I first heard on KROQ radio out of Los Angeles, California years ago. Dr. Drew has always been kind of that common sense type of doctor and, uh, he was on a show called Loveline where he uh, gave a lot of advice uh, about sex and dating and stuff like that. And he was, uh, turned out to be a pretty respected person in the medical field. And he's the only one that I've heard so far say publicly that we're absolutely overreacting to this. That it's nothing that we need to be so panicked about. We need to prepare for it. But basically, the preparations for coronavirus or, or the, the way not to get coronavirus, the same way not to get the flu. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face and mouth. 
blah, 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 right? Everything we've been taught our entire lives that we don't do. Coronavirus is not a death sentence, ladies and gentlemen. It is simply a virus. Coronavirus, incidentally, has been around for years. COVID-19 is a new strain of coronavirus, just like we get new strains of the flu, which incidentally cause a pandemic of the flu virus when a new strain comes about, however that happens. So what we're truly looking at, in my opinion, I am no doctor, but I am very analytical and I'm annoyingly aware of things that just shouldn't be. And this really, in my opinion, isn't anything that we need to be too concerned with. If you get coronavirus, you're going to feel like you have the flu. It's going to pass and you're going to be fine. It's the route from Jim. I'll be right back. Everything is all right, the glorious songs, if only for tonight. They are a relatively new band out of Canada. Well, I probably shouldn't say relatively new. I'm sure they've been trying very hard for a long time, but they are relatively new to the popular music scene, the glorious songs. Actually, in my opinion, a uh, pretty damn good band. It's the Round Show. I'm Jim. Let's get back to it. All right, listen up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. If you or somebody you know is experiencing domestic abuse, you need to take action. The National Domestic Abuse Hotline is somebody that can help. If you need help, call 1-800-799-SAFE. 800-799-7233. Now, not a lot of people know that I have experience with domestic violence and I stayed in a relationship full of domestic violence for way too long. I was given a piece of advice by a police officer that had responded to four out of the eight calls that police were called to for domestic violence in my particular case. I was told that the police are called the first five times for domestic abuse. The sixth responder to domestic abuse, statistically speaking on a national average, is the coroner's office. I was lucky enough to beat those statistics, but too many people are not. And that doesn't mean you wait until the fifth time to leave the person that is abusing you. In my experience, once domestic violence starts, it doesn't stop. It doesn't get better. And it's not just going to go away. The National Domestic Abuse Hotline can help you. 
800-799-SAFE. 800-799-7233. If you're the person that needs help, by all means, call. Get the advice you need. Get the resources. Know what you can do. Because as much as you believe that you are stuck and don't have any options, you do. 800-799-SAFE, 800-799-7233. I'm Jim. If I was to address all of the things in the world that drive me crazy, this would be a very, very long show. But one of the main things that drives me crazy is the misuse of acronyms. In some cases, it just drives me crazy. ATM is one of them. ATM. People refer to an ATM as an ATM machine. The acronym ATM is Automatic Teller Machine. So if you say ATM machine, you're saying Automatic Teller Machine Machine. RPM, like the car, the RPM in your car. People say RPMs. RPM is revolutions per minute. It's already plural, so you don't need to re-plural it. Those are just a couple of them. It's the Rowden Show. Guess who I am. Today's show project or project for the show I guess you would say is a bit more difficult than usual I usually record a segment insert a song record a segment insert a song in order I am having some serious connectivity issues with my interwebs so I'm actually recording my audio onto a voice recorder and then later I'm going to go back and transfer all that into the Anchor app. And then I'll have to insert whatever I insert in between these uh, spots. And hopefully I'm numbering these correctly, because if not, there is going to be zero flow. (laughs) Anywho, I'm coming to you from our mobile air-conditioned studio today in... Palm Springs, California, where it is breezy as usual, a little bit on the cold side, and some cloud cover here and there. It's the Rowden Show, and as I re- as I listen to recordings of myself, I've never really done it before, and I I have always avoided either. A, listening to recordings of myself, or especially watching video of myself, because I just, I guess I just don't like myself that well, (laughs) but I'm getting over it, 
about time. I am getting over it. But in listening to my voice recordings, I've realized I have a speech pattern that I never realized I had before. I pause a lot. And I don't know where that came from. But I did a little experiment, I think it was two episodes ago, where I tried not to do the pauses. And boy, when you try to change something that is ingrained in, I guess, how you are, and you try to modify that to some sort of goal, I can tell you, it is hell. It doesn't work. (laughs) So if the pauses in my sentences bother you like that one, I'm sorry, but that's just how it is. (laughs) there's a lot of things about me you have to accept is just how it is and that is one of them but try modifying how you talk once just just for fun just pick something and try to change it up wow it's interesting I'll be right back Hey, thanks for hanging in there. I'm Jim. It's the Rowden Show. And I guess I'm getting more interested in politics this time around. Something that is surprising to me. I know it'll be really surprising to those that know me, the four of you that listen to this podcast, because only four of you are, but that's a whole different subject. (laughs) Nobody can force you to listen to it, but damn it. Come on. Politics has never been my thing. I've never really cared that much about politics. I've never really been that interested in politics. But this time around, uh, I blame Bernie Sanders. (laughs) And I don't blame him personally. Well, maybe I do. I don't know. But he is the one that is inundating Facebook with all of his ads and promos and yada, yada, yada. Day in and day out, day in and day out. Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders. I understand the appeal of a Bernie Sanders type president to the masses. I get the appeal because healthcare will be free. You're going to have paid sick leave. You're going to make $15 an hour, uh, whatever else it is that he wants to push. Like I said, I get the appeal of that. But what I don't think is happening is I don't think the people that that's appealing to, which I hear is mostly the younger crowd, it seems. I heard, I think it was on the the news a little earlier, um, the older you are, the less likely you are to be a Bernie Sanders supporter. The younger, obviously the opposite. And I, I don't really want to try to go into why that is. It really doesn't matter, but... He is appealing mostly to younger voters. And I I know why he's not polling where he wants to be polling. It's because the younger generation, while they are more vocal about things they don't like or vocal about things they do like, they are a lot less likely to actually follow through with something. 
So he has a lot of fans out there that are giving him praise and yay Bernie and go, go, go. But they're not going to turn out to the polls. They're not going to follow through. I hope they do for the sake of our voting system. I hope they do. But I think Bernie Sanders is done. And one of the things I noticed about the Sanders campaign is the fact that he's not closing strong with anything. He came out with his agenda. He has been preaching that agenda, or I'm sorry, he's been speaking on that agenda from start to what is almost the finish now. I've been in sales here and there during my career. And the number one rule to sales is that you have a strong close. You start your sales pitch and you build, 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 build to your strong close. You have to have something to close with, to push through the resistance. The strong close pushes through the resistance, gets to the other side, gets you the signature for that car, that couch, the house, whatever it is you're being sold. That is the formula sales 101 is always build to a strong close. Well, Bernie Sanders hasn't built to a strong close. He has been the same pace, the same subjects, the same fixes from beginning to end. He doesn't have anything to close with now, and that's going to be a problem for him. Because if he has any chance of winning the nomination, he has got to find something that's going to resonate with his supporters and those supporters that are on the fence. He has run the campaign, like I said, on the same spiel from start until now, and it has not been enough. Obviously, looking at his polling numbers, what he is proposing is not enough for enough people to say, hey, he's our guy. I'm surprised his advisors haven't figured that out. I'm surprised that a barely high school graduate that didn't go to college, didn't do that great in high school in the first place, can come up with that. But these Ivy League college-educated advisors haven't. And Jesse Jackson came out in support of Bernie Sanders last week sometimes, I think. And today I read that Jesse Jackson will be named special advisor to what he hopes to be the title of President Bernie Sanders. And in the article it mentioned that he was going to be a economic and foreign policy advisor to Mr. Sanders if he was to be elected president. I don't know if I have an edit button. So if you don't like foul language, cover your ears right now. You've been warned. Jesse Jackson, special advisor to the president of the United States of America. What the fuck? That has to be one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever heard. And I've heard a lot of stupid fucking things. Okay, you can uncover your ears now. I'm done cussing. What 
on earth qualifies Jesse Jackson, a civil rights activist and loudmouth bandwagon riding person who, I'll give him credit, he's done some good, don't get me wrong, but he's, he definitely rides the bandwagon, he definitely looks for the spotlight, he's def- definitely an opportunist when it comes to pushing his agenda, whether his agenda is right or wrong, and I'm not disagreeing with Jesse Jackson's accomplishments or what he has or has not done, that's not my point, but what in the bleep, how on earth could anybody think that Jesse Jackson could be a special advisor to the President of the United States on those issues? So what I think happened is Sanders didn't have any hard-hitting supporters or endorsers. And so they went to Jesse Jackson and uh, in politician style, hey, Jesse, endorse me and I'll make sure there's a spot for you in the White House. That's the only way I can see it. I mean, I I don't get it. I really don't get it. I guess if, if he is truly qualified to be a special advisor to the President of the United States of America, then I should be able to take over, I don't know, Capital One, because I know what it's like to be in debt. I don't know. Doesn't make sense to me, but I guess it doesn't have to. (laughs) It is The Rowden Show. I'm Jim, and I'll be back. Did you know that coronavirus actually changed its name not too long ago? Just before it came out, it changed its name from Norco, Norcovirus, to Coronavirus. Norcovirus didn't have as much appeal as coronavirus. Coronavirus has a little more class to it. You'll get that joke if you know anything about Southern California. (laughs) If not, you're just going to think I am a complete loon, which is also true. I end my show every time with Be Good Humans. I got that from Brian Phelps from the Mark and Brian show, Mark Thompson, Brian Phelps, uh, 95.5 KLOS. I always wanted to say that on the air. It's the Rowden Show, 95.5 KLOS. Sounds so cool. Uh, Anyway, um, I got the Be Good Humans part. Like I said, from Brian, uh, they ended every show, he said that. And it always stuck with me. Not that I've always done it, but it always stuck with me. I've added to that with do something good for yourself and then go do something good for somebody else. And that is mine. That's my original. Should probably have it trademarked. <laughs> but it's actually, it, it's not just something I say. It's something that I try to do. I'm not always successful. I don't always achieve that. I try to do something good for myself. I don't always do it. I try to do something good for somebody else, but I don't always do that either. But I think my only point is it's something 
worth aspiring to. If we could all get in the habit of doing something good for ourselves and then doing something good for somebody else, I think that as much as I hate to sound like a cliche, I really do think that the world would be a better place. It's just a matter of doing it, I guess, that's the problem. I say it every day. Until I talk to you next time, be good humans. Do something good for yourself, then go do something good for somebody else. It's a pretty easy thing to say. It's obviously a lot harder to do, but it truly is something I think that we should all aspire to do. It doesn't have to be something big. It doesn't have to be grand. It doesn't have to be something newsworthy. I mean, really, the nice things we do for other people, the good things that we do in the world don't need to be publicized. We don't need, or you shouldn't need, a pat on the back for giving the homeless guy on the corner a dollar so he can grab a quarter of a hamburger because a dollar doesn't go very far anymore. But I think you get my point. We don't, we shouldn't need a pat on the back to be good humans. Being good humans, however you want to interpret that, and I specifically will not ever tell anybody what I think that they should be doing to be a good human, or I won't tell you what I think you should do for yourself or what you should do for somebody else, because that is something that's personal to you. But I truly do hope that the four of you, I don't know if you've gotten that recurring joke yet or not, but yeah, I, I truly do hope that the four of you kind of take that to heart and uh, be good humans, do something good for yourself and do something good for somebody else. I think it would help, but that's just me. But you know what? I'm Jim and I'll be back. It's a very strange, awkward feeling day in Palm Springs. We have been asked to come together and fight the virus and also asked to have social distance, which I guess could be a little confusing. But what I've noticed today is people aren't even acknowledging each other. A wave is not getting a return. A hello is not getting a nod. It's a very, very strange day here. It's The Rowden Show on the Anchor format, anchor.fm, and in your app store. I suggest you download the app to your device to hear the entire show with all of the lovely music that I painstakingly pick to play. It's The Rowden Show. I am Jim. Let's get back to it. Here we go. As I'm editing this together today, I realized that the audio recorded on the phone yesterday that I'm patching or splicing in today is pretty terrible. So I do apologize for that. Hopefully you can get past that and enjoy or hate what you're hearing. <laughs> it is what it is. See, there it is again.
the coronavirus is going to cause our economy to be crippled is what everybody is saying. It's not the coronavirus that is going to cripple our economy. It's not the coronavirus that is the true crisis here. The true crisis cause is our reaction to coronavirus. We are producing our own outcome by our overreaction to the coronavirus. The coronavirus is something to be dealt with. Obviously, we need to follow the distancing rules and the washing your hands rules and all of that. But the true culprit, if this situation does end badly, the true culprit of that is going to be our government leaders and the American people by overreacting to something that, in my opinion, is not that serious. We are allowing our economy to get hit because we are overreacting to something. Our overreaction is the cause. Business are, businesses are being forced to close. People are being laid off of work. And they are going to lose a lot of money. And our president has vowed to send $1,000 to everybody in America, which I doubt is going to be something that we can pull off. That is a huge chunk of change. And everybody is applauding him, or not everybody, but of course the Trump supporters are applauding him, saying, oh, that's great, that's great, we're saved. The problem is that check's going to take six to ten weeks to get mailed to you at the address you just got evicted from and be returned to sender. People react so quickly to things without thinking about how it's actually going to be pulled off. If you could transfer $1,000 to my account, that would be one thing, but we know the government's not going to do that. So now we have people counting on this $1,000 and think it's going to save them, and it's not because it's going to be six to ten weeks at best if you ever see the money at all. We are so reactionary as a, as a whole, I guess everywhere in the world, not just America, I'm sure, but we react to things so quickly and we rush to judgment so quickly And that is what causes the majority of the problems, in my opinion, is our reaction to a problem. Is the coronavirus something to be dealt with? Is it something to be concerned with? Yes, to a degree. But to shut the country down because we have a hybrid flu that has been labeled a pandemic with under 3,000 cases and a 3% death rate is not logical. Spock would not agree. He would not approve. Of course, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a uh, politician. I'm not any of those things that would normally qualify as being qualified to have an opinion. But that is mine and... Of course, everybody can take it or leave it, and the four people that I'm talking to right now, you know, will agree or disagree. I can't help but throw that four people in there every once in a while, or quite a bit anyway. Anyway, my name is Jim. This is The Rowden Show, and of course, I am producing this on the Anchor app, anchor.fm, or in your app store. Mm-hmm.
my God, take seven. Dollar Tree is the only one amongst the dollar type stores that is truly a dollar for every item in this store. 99 cent only store, not 99 cents only. Dollar General, not a dollar. Dollar Tree, where you can go in and pick any item for one dollar, is the only one in my opinion that is actually true to its name. Check it out, Dollar Tree. It is the Rowden Show, and I am coming to you from the mobile air-conditioned studios today in Palm Springs, California. Are we being put under martial law? I just got a phone call from a friend of mine said he heard from somebody that they're declaring martial law effective tomorrow morning and they're sending the military to all the major cities in the state of California. I, well, first off, everybody probably knows what martial law is, but there is an interesting fact that martial law does not have a definite definition. The precedent in the United States is that under martial law, certain civil liberties are suspended, such as the right to be free from unreasonable searches and seizures, freedom of association, and freedom of movement. And the big one here to me is the writ of habeas corpus, which is the right to trial before imprisonment, may be suspended. Hmm. That's pretty heavy. Tuesday morning, 22 states called up 1,500 National Guard personnel to, quote, aid in the effort to stop the spread of COVID-19. I don't think 1,500 National Guardsmen being called per state is anywhere near the amount that they would be calling if they were actually going to enact martial law. So I don't think we're to that point yet. But we really need to get a grip on this really need to get a grip on it. To sum up pretty much everything I've said on this particular podcast is that we need to react more wisely. We need to think more about the ramifications of what we choose. In the case of the presidential election, whether it be Biden, whether it be Sanders, whether it be Trump, we need to actually look and analyze what they're saying they want to do. Because it's very easy to say something, it's a lot harder to make it happen. It would be great if we could all have free housing. That would be wonderful. It'd be great if things didn't go bing, bing when I'm trying to record. I'm going to leave that in there. It It would be great to have a lot of things that all the people running for president are offering. But very rarely in history has a president ever delivered everything that they promised. There's a subject there for another time, probably. We just need to react slower and more carefully and analyze what the outcome might be before we jump on the bandwagon. The coronavirus has caused 
mass panic, damn near hysteria. And people are scared because everybody thinks that coronavirus is going to wipe out the earth. It's not going to wipe out the earth. Be vigilant, be smart. Take the precautions that you can and move on with life. Because if we are going down, I certainly don't want to go down under martial law stuck somewhere not being able to do anything. It is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to me ramble. Hi, I'm Jim. This is the Rowden show. Be good humans. Do something good for yourself, then go do something good for somebody else. Especially in times like these, that is important. Until I talk to you next time, you four be good humans and have a good day. The Rowdy Show is produced and distributed to various listening platforms, including Google, Apple, Spotify, and many more. To listen to the show in its entirety, you need to download and listen on the Anchor app. Not Kevin is still out. Computer viruses are much easier to spread than COVID-19. Jim was a strict policy regarding offensive material. If you are offended by anything you heard on today's show, please call 1-800-SPLICE-IN-STATIC here.